Hello, everyone. This podcast episode is sponsored by Arbor Vitae Wellness Center here in Santa Monica, California, where they offer services such as chiropractic care, physical therapy, acupuncture, and massage therapy. A lot of you have heard me talk about injuries I've dealt with on the podcast, and I reached out to Arbor Vitae a few months ago to get help with my neck and back pain, and the owner, Dr. Gerges, uh, we call him Dr. G., Uh, He's done nothing short of an amazing job. He didn't just help relieve the physical pain, uh, but he showed me how the mental and spiritual aspects of my life are important to maintain for my physical health. A lot of you guys that listen to the podcast are musicians, athletes, or dancers, and we regularly get aches and pains, and it's so important to get help from somewhere like Arbor Vitae that takes the time to understand our demanding lifestyles. And... I mean, no matter what you do, we're all spending time sitting down every day. You know, we're on our computers, we're driving and whatnot. So if you just want to feel better in general, Arbor Vitae Wellness Center is the place for you. All right, let's get this episode started. It's like connecting your favorite people with your favorite people. Right. And when it when it can work out in like a also a beneficial way for you to get your education out, for you to speak about everything that you've learned and for you to, you know, have another cool episode on your on your podcast. Yeah, no. Wins for everybody. I mean, <laughs> that's the best. Okay. So we're good. Okay. Everything looks great. I wow. love it. I'm proud of that. You look great. <laughs> thank you. You look great. Oh, you look thank great. you. You look great. You look great. <laughs> Everyone looks great. great. <laughs> look at that. Body image positivity already. Right. Exactly. Always. Even when I feel like I might look like shit. <laughs> Always. The it's, only thing it's I in my head. The only thing I can't stand mm-hmm. is looking ashy. <laughs> I'll go to I'll go to work in a fucking clown outfit before I go to work ashy. Like, Lotion is important. I was trying to explain to my roommate that like looking like like very ashy, not just like oh like you know you could have added another layer, but like no like. <laughs> Out of the shower, no lotion. Oh yeah, no. You look as a black person. If you run into someone that you haven't seen in like a year or two, it looks like you're in like a worse place in life. <laughs> like if you haven't put on lotion, because like you're super dry, and it's like yeah, the yeah. only you have to be homeless. <laughs> like to be that fuck. Like for your skin to be that. Anyway, man. That's the that's the lowest of the lows. Then do, do you watch basketball? Did yeah. you see Kevin Durant and his ashy legs? They they literally were like, dude, you have way too much money to not have any yeah. lotion. Dude, he, he could have he could have a barber follow him on the court and cut his fucking hair. Like, yeah, everything, right? He's he's crazy. he is, but you know. He knows he's Kevin Durant, yeah. and he that obviously is not important to him. Yeah. So he can have ashy you. legs and not give a fuck. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> he doesn't. That's what true. we're telling you. True. Like, like that, that, yeah, like that level of 
like success buys you the ability to be ashy. Right. It really does. does. <laughs> it does. It really does. It does. Because even if people talk shit about you, you can be sitting back just like, mm-hmm, yep. I got my money. Yep. I don't care how ashy yeah. I look. Yeah, I could have yeah. poured some lotion, but I didn't want none. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. Buy Vaseline, the fucking company, and just choose not to wear any. <laughs> He's Kevin Durant. He so. is. That's why I'm like, I I didn't I did not comment on the posts, but I did see them. And you know, Dude. ashy body image for African Americans is different, I think, than a lot of people it too. Is. So you know what? Yeah, no, because see, you're you're the type. I have podcasts where like I'll like fuck up. And like introduce the person like forty minutes in. I'm not making that mistake this time, because <laughs> this is this is one of those where it's super easy. I just want to. Oh dive yeah, in. yeah, that's true. But before before we keep going, okay, you two take the time to introduce yourselves to the people. Okay, um, my name is Latera McDaniel's. Uh, I like to call myself a sex educator, sexual healer. Um, uh, I have been. An educator for maybe eight years and I would say that I specialize in talking about body image simply because I am um, a plus-size big girl who um, gorgeous big girl <laughs> who is, uh, sometimes can exude confidence and even when I don't feel like it I still have this thing about um, just being comfortable in my skin so um, I don't know. That's it, I guess. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I'm going to talk about you a little bit after, but okay. Sabrina, you go ahead. Um, I am Sabrina Elizondo. I am a Latina woman who has been through breast cancer twice. And um, <clears throat> I am a mountaineer and a part of an adventure club. And Latera is one of my best friends from college and OC. Um, I'm fortunate to have as my neighbor. Yes. Yes. That is the the web of the, the connection going yes. on. Exactly. Yeah, no. And Serena, I mean, you said this um, earlier that um, kind of how all this started was I randomly was talking about sex at some point. I mean, okay. why not? <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, Sabrina, something sex, sex, sex. And you were like, yo, I have a friend that's really something sex, sex, sex. She is like, the yeah. sex guru. Yes. <laughs> I need to hook you guys up. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> yes, no, and it's cool because I like my first reaction to that, which I feel like is why we should do this. It's like my very, like my initial, like, like my skin. Like what I felt on my skin, I was like, yes. I was like, I was like, man, I, this might make me uncomfortable. And I was like, all right, this is why we need to do this. Mm, mm. I like that. This is why we need to do this. So, yeah, I mean, disclaimer, because um, I know like my dad listens to some of them. <laughs> my mom, I have not yet told because she's gonna freak out. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, for people that know me, and you're like, oh man, like I like did not know anything about like OC's testicles or something. Actually, I don't I don't know for like I like that's not on like the itinerary my testicles, <laughs> no. but like it Let's might come talk up. About it. it might come up. You know, right. so um but Ca- no, caution this, to the wind. Yeah. And dude, and 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 I know like we know we have this, you know, thing we're going to talk about, but I think it's what what I think is really cool is like cuz I, I mean I was saying this to you on the phone that you have all these experiences um 
you know, uh, both from like your personal ones and and friends that like you've spoken to that are like in these you know industries, whether it's it's porn or they're you know actual sexologists and stuff, and like, but you also um, um, you know like your day job, you do work in film, and it's cool because I, I think there's something like worth. There's a lot of people that have been on the podcast that like they'll be like, you know, I don't know if I should like talk about that or if I can talk about that. And I feel like I feel like we give too much power to formal education. Like right. all you really have to say is like, oh, well, in the eyes of like the law or some academy or fucking league that says like you have the license to do this, you don't have that. But like you've experienced shit that like literally I was like someone intending to learn about sex is already you've already passed ninety nine percent of the population. Like most of us learn about sex through like a fucking movie, you know, or I, I don't Barely know, or yeah. awkward experiences. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky, it's a fucking movie, you know. So. Yeah, and it's very clinical for school. They yeah. don't want to talk about pleasure. It's yeah. just the ins and outs of things, if you will. Yeah, you know. So yeah, like I giggled while I was googling sexology. <laughs> so like that. <laughs> That shows like where I'm at. Like, His where maturity most level. Are. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, all really, of ours. Actually. All of ours. No, no for sure. I'm well, no, with sex, I'm like literally four years old. Like, like in the topic of it, and I would just be like, ah, balls or something. I don't know. But um, boobies. Yeah. Yes. No, but I mean, it's uh, it's okay. So I guess you know, going to you know step one or whatever, because I, I think it's cool or I think it's important to know like your basic background and okay. like that'll probably later on like inform like oh like okay that's why she experienced this or that so right. just like where are you from and a question i like to ask everyone is like what kind of kid were you wow that's a great question uh i am born and raised here in los angeles mm -hmm. um in la proper and in compton now i live in north hollywood um so that also gives me a different perspective than a lot of places because my body type is not the norm or not the thing that's desired especially in a place that's very image driven yeah. like los angeles um and what kind of child was i i mean all over the place super full of energy very active talk too much. I definitely got in trouble in school for talking too much, got great grades, but they were like, she just talks too much, um, <laughs> which is why I'm here probably. Um, and to be honest, it's interesting. Um, I think I mentioned to you how, um, I was thinking about going back to school. I went to school for recording. Um, but at the same time, I always had people feel really comfortable talking to me about sex. I don't know why, but they just would tell about me things. everything. <laughs> they would just tell me things. And, and I think I have like a, maybe a comforting type of persona that people feel comfortable to say whatever is on their Absolutely. minds. Yeah. And I never really thought I could do that as a career. It was kind of like, well, I can help with your bachelorette party or yeah. If a friend was dealing with something, maybe in the bedroom with their partner, like they would confide in me and I would try to help. Um, but I started volunteering. I wanted to go back to school, but I was like, I don't really want to take on more student loans. And so the next best thing was like, well, I could volunteer and learn from experience and maybe meet people who could mentor me mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. go to different conferences that would happen because sexuality is um, one of those things that there's not a lot of like 
master's and PhD programs. There are. Um, but at the same time, it was like, do I want to go down that route again and have three to four more years mm -hmm. of, of education instead of kind of diving in and learning from through experience? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the, the place that I volunteered for, the Center for Positive Sexuality, which is here in Los Angeles, um, they had a lot of different panels about um, topics that were taboo in, in sex education. So um, people that are into open relationships or polyamory, people that are in uh, BDSM or um, I don't like using the Fifty Shades of Grey, but for a lot of people, that's mm. what they kind of um, relate to when I say that term, like BDSM. BDSM. Uh, yeah. um, and, you know, even sex and aging, sex and disability, things that people just don't talk about. Right. And the thing I love about the center is that anyone, you, me, Sabrina, we could all be volunteers because if you feel like you fit in one of those categories or not, um, you could still be on a panel talking to students about um, your you know, experience of mm. maybe being in an open relationship or thinking about being in an open relationship and how those conversations might work with a partner. Um, that really was where I started talking about body image <clears throat> and really feeling like my um, niche was, was in that area. Mm. So that's pretty much. That's cool, man. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. And I, I feel like it's similar to music in where like um it's tough as a kid like um i mean fifth grade i i knew that i wanted to be a musician because like i just oh well, i don't know just fucking knew but like like um music and sex are one of those things that like everyone talks about or relates to in some type of way so like for you to know that like oh well how do I know that like I like it or respect it or take it more seriously than like the average person though, you know? And like, but I, I think sex is harder because I can talk to people about music and it won't be like weird or have any connotations from other things like, in society informing yeah. them. But like with sex, it's like, at, at what age do you realize that you have an interest in the conversation? It might not even be an age thing, but like what experiences or whatever the fuck like mm. leads to that like mindset mm. you know it's interesting because <laughs> i'll tell you when i was a kid <laughs> i uh, let's, let's go into it okay <laughs> so when i was a kid i loved prince that was one thing yeah prince musician <laughs> i love music and sex so when you said that i was like those are my things yeah. um <laughs> so exactly <laughs> 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 so I loved Prince. I felt like I had some kind of kinship with him, even though I was like five, six, seven years old. And yeah. I definitely shouldn't have been liking Prince as yeah. much as I did. Um, You're like the third guest in a row that like had a Prince thing as a kid. And they also said they were like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like the, literally I would the never third regret it now. Um, yeah. But I think Prince embodied this. I would have liked to have done that. Like, if you look at Prince, right, people people think like he's a skinny, shorter guy, like but Ooh. all the charisma, mm -hmm. all the yeah. sexuality, sensuality. Talk about embodying I'm getting chill bumps just thinking about him. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think that must have made some kind of impact on me seeing it as a at a young age. And 
you know, seeing someone who just was like, you don't know what they might be, but you like it, you know, that's kind of the idea behind Prince. And he always seemed very like comfortable with his body mm. and um, anything that he would say, even just talking about who you want to kiss, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it yeah. definitely made an impact on me to where sex didn't seem so foreign, I guess, like to me as a kid, because I liked Prince, yeah. maybe. And <clears throat> I don't think either of my parents are going to listen, but I'm going to send this to my mom for sure. <laughs> my dad's listening because he's in heaven, but um, yeah. I stole my dad's porn. I definitely watched, looked at porn when I was a kid, um, and that I was fascinated. I was like, I want to do that. Um, and it was definitely something that I thought of. I was always kind of in the back of my mind, but... Um, like I said, I don't know if maybe that was somehow oozing out of me that um, I had a comfortability with sex that maybe a lot of people didn't think. I think I also was very overtly like with my boobs and kind of like, just, I don't know, just out there. Just out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um, but definitely, if, it, if we're going to go back to what kind of sparked it, it probably was Prince. That's the first thing that came to my mind was, yeah. it must have been Prince. Blame yeah. it on him. No, dude, and in the in the very that's a that's a great blame to be honest. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like, right. and the very little that I like, you know, know about this in terms of outside of like anecdotal experiences, it you know, um, one thing I do know is that um, like my perspective as um, uh, a man, as a heterosexual man, it, like it. it in the little research that I did, I was like, oh man, okay, like th th there's, I've, I've been fortunate enough for the, the act itself to not mean so many things mm. as it does for like other genders, for other people. And, um, mm. you know, and maybe fortunate is the wrong word because there's also a lack of uh, individual expression within heterosexual men that, uh, Unfortunately, as you get older, you then like you're like, damn, I don't have a community for this to like express that like I like things outside mm. of like whatever the norm is. But anyway, I'm sure we'll get into that. But like, it's it's, I think it's it's interesting how um, different this is depending on like, on who you are. When we talked on the phone, we talked. I mean, I I, I was like, man, some of the things that should probably be mentioned is. Uh, uh, religion's influence on uh, sex, the idea of morality or lack of in it, you know, any se sexual interaction. Right. Um, you know, and I think overall, like outside of like religion or, or, or anything, I think just um, obviously anything where people are so vulnerable, unfortunately, like the, the dominant energy that will come in response to that will be probably one of fear like everything done to surrounding that whether discussing it or mandating around it is probably going to be done out of fear right. so um but you know like you said and i think it's probably a, a good place to start there but before it sabrina sabrina oh. which by the way for people listening sabrina is a homie Sabrina put this whole thing together. Um, this is her job interview, so I'll leave a poll. Yeah, there's gonna be a poll on the on this episode of like, does Sabrina get the job? Is she lucky enough? But um, 
No, uh, like, like uh, anyway, I just wanted to shout you out because you put this together. Yeah, great. You, I was just following the conversation. All of a sudden, there was like this shout out. I was like, what? Absolutely. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I'll take it, yeah. but I'm just saying I was like interested to where this conversation was going. So I might just like no, throw but it back to that. I mean, before that. I, you know, keep rambling because you're, you're, you're a part of the, you know, community here. I, I want to hear like what, um, you know, it doesn't have to be anything like super personal or deep, but just like, like what your, like what, what, like, do you have any like in, intentional experiences behind like learning about sex or like like what's informed you? Just whatever the fuck, you know. Oh man, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, look. Um, go. <laughs> just, do it. Just, just dive. Just go there. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I was kind of like a dude growing up. Um, I was pretty sexual and I, um, had the pleasure of boning a bunch of guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can, guys talk about that shit. I can yeah, talk about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was fun and this and that. And then, um, you know, had like quite a bit of, I feel like all the, <laughs> the boning situations really, the multiple boning situations happened in between breakups. Yeah. <laughs> so it was because I was I'm quite a bit of a serial monogamist. Okay. So I always had like very long like a lot of like three year, four year kind of relationships. Yeah. And then in between all that was like despair. <laughs> and, <laughs> and fun. And fun. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean look, um, and, and before when I introduced myself, I only introduced myself as a two-time cancer survivor uh, only because I know this is a body image conversation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't usually label myself as someone in the beginning of a table like that because that's not, it doesn't define me. Yeah. It's just shaped now, <laughs> obviously, where, where I am with a lot of stuff. And it's not just myself, it's a lot of other women and men who, I mean, who, anyone who's gone through a cancer journey, you know, who've dealt with like a lot of um, therapies, chemo, radiation, you know, immunotherapy, whatever it is that just kind of, um, it's all there to heal, right? So I'm just going to put that out there. It's not, um, I don't want to poo-poo it whatsoever because it's, saved so many of our lives and prolonged it. Um, so I have a really positive, I feel really fortunate being in an area that has really good medicine. Mm. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But <laughs> on the back side of that, there's all these side effects that, um, <laughs> you know, not just from the medication, but also the emotion. So it's like the physical side and then the emotional side of, cancer and then there's also a financial side but that's a different conversation yeah. <laughs> um but there's like that emotional and the mental side of things that also you know you there's just a lot of um it's a lot of changes that happens in your body right mm. so you might get your your balls lobbed off you might get your tits scraped off um you know there's all of a lot of the reproductive cancers can make 
a woman or a man or anyone in between who wants to identify in that. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm learning um, in that whole process. But um, so I just want to make sure I'm including everyone. Um, but <laughs> yeah, actually, they would know more than anything is like lobbing off body parts to become a different person. And sometimes for, you know, us cancer folks, we don't have a choice, yeah. right? So it's like, how do you get back into your body after, you know, all of your female parts have been taken, mm. you know? So how do you, how do you feel sexy when your boobs are <laughs> scarred up and, you know, tight and, you know, they just mm. don't, they're not, the cutest and then you know you have like your you know your ovaries are taken out sometimes women with you know cervical or ovarian you know they're i mean you guys get it you guys get it so it's like how do we find our bodies back after a time and a period where you're you're kind of starting from ground zero and you're mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out your your capacity for sexual life again and it's yeah. and it, it's not mm -hmm. just like the capacity for it but it's also the confidence in your own body and and it's the the confidence of how you see yourself in the mirror mm -hmm. as well yeah because you're mm -hmm. like oh <laughs> is this is this what is this what she looks like now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're like all right <laughs> like your level of acceptance has to go up Real high. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I'm sure, you know, I think just getting back to body image, I think everyone's, a lot of people, I think everyone has their own body image, right? Like For it's sure. not even, like let's put all the, the illnesses and all the amputations aside. Like I think let's just get back to basics, right? Like right. how does sexuality and your comfort with sexuality give you a better self-image despite some of the shit you've been with, been through. Right. And that's, I'm asking you. Because <laughs> you're the expert. <laughs> I, first, let me just say I would never call myself an expert, but I have, a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of experience. I think, you know, it's funny. I always used to think if I... If I let my body image or what I think people see of me um, being a plus size black women, woman, um, who knows, like I maybe never would have had sex. If I thought that I was mm -hmm. <clears throat> not beautiful enough or wasn't able to take compliments, you know, you could easily kind of slip into um, depression about what you look like or what you perceive others see you as, totally. right? Yep. And <clears throat> I have to say, it's so funny because I don't think I've ever really thought about Prince giving me this confidence. There was that level of confidence of like, it doesn't matter. Like, mm -hmm. you can kind of do your own thing. And honestly, that helped me um, maybe even get over my fear of just thinking, well, I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not sexy enough, or any of those things. Can I, I um, to not to like detract, in, like so like, the little preparation I I you know did going into this, I I mean I always thought this, but then I feel like I can confirm that, the I think the biggest barrier to, this, 
type of conversation amongst a you know average person. Um, in 2022 is language, and mm. and I I think this this like because I, I definitely want to address that in that like this um. Uh, I mean, I can I can relate to this as a black person in the sense that like black like uh, you know amongst ourselves we'll see a black person who like declares themselves as like the voice of black people and black people being like mm, actually <laughs> I don't know if you speak we don't really but... co-sign him you know and and <laughs> like, you know what I mean and like sure. white people and everyone else will just be like well I mean fuck like I guess we just like listen to whoever. <laughs> presents themselves in right. whatever marginalized community. Right. And I also realized like on social media that like <laughs> someone might say like the wrong thing. They have like fucking great intentions though, but they might like, I feel like we've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like something, whether it's sex related or gender or whatever, because like, I mean, you, you, you can't, you can't like jab at people for something that like they were never taught. And if they just want to ask fucking questions right. about it, like you can't fucking come at them. But unfortunately, like the loudest, a lot of the loudest voices in this conversation are people that like, you know, or a lot of people have encountered a person where it's like, man, you know what? Like I'm afraid of saying anything at all because I might say the wrong thing. If I say right. the wrong thing, I might get like fucking crucified and, and, you know, I, I say that just because, like, in your experience, like, how important has it been to, one, like, learn that language, give yourself the time to learn it, the time for it to become, like, internalized, and, like, right. and, and just in your, like, you know, educational experience, like, the, the purpose of it all because I, I do think what's like forgotten the point is to just be a fucking decent person mm. right if someone yes. says like hey I'm this I would like for you to call me this just be a decent fucking human being that's like the core of all this stuff mm. mm -hmm. but you know going back though like like what what's been your journey in terms of like understanding this language and then like utilizing it really <clears throat> it was the center for positive sexuality I didn't even know what being sex positive was um, the term seemed to me like, well, I love sex and I'm super positive about it, right? <laughs> I'm a positive person yeah, and, I and I love, love sex. sex. <laughs> exactly. And I think it seems like so simple, right? Yeah. But one of the things, uh, and it's, it's the foundation, it's, it's called the eight dimensions of positive sexuality, um, mm -hmm. that basically say being sex positive is, um, knowing that there's multiple ways of learning, right? Mm -hmm. So you can learn from a book, you, but you can also learn from people and their experiences. Mm. And um, that um, humanization is very important. And so one of the things that you're talking about is taking the time to um, understand um, what maybe someone who is going through transition um, to be... Um, a different sex than they were born as and learning mm -hmm. all of the there's lots of um, terms for that right um, transgender but you could say um, you're a cisgender male meaning you present as the man as a man and you were born as a man mm -hmm. and I'm a cisgender female like I was born as a woman and I present as a woman mm -hmm. and that's what cis and trans like there's a lot of there's a lot more terms than I think even our mainstream media has like 
picked onto or yeah. gravitated towards. But I do think it is important, really, just like you said, to to be on the same level as someone. I don't care how different they are. To me, um, whatever sex you choose mm. is also the same as like whatever race you are. You mm. can't. You feel the way that you you do, and there is no. You know, in between, I can't tell you to feel differently or to not go through um, the process of transitioning if that's what you feel truly, you know, and I think it is so important. It's exactly what you said about really meeting people where they are and understanding that exactly. if this is their experience, then I should call them by the name that they would like mm -hmm. and I should call them by the gender that mm -hmm. they would like. And it does take time, I would say. It probably took me about two years to to fully like integrate the language, yeah. and um, I actually learned a lot about transgender uh, people and the the surgeries they go through, the choices because it's a very long process to get from one gender to another. Yeah. That's a lot, and, and it's a it's a lot, and a lot of body changes, hormones, all the things that. It's, um, it's so, so it's a choice. It's so courageous. Yeah. Yes, and not and not it's so and courageous. That not all uh, trans people go through those procedures. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and that's where we're talking about presenting yeah. as yeah. whatever you feel yeah. in your heart, you know. And that's where even for me, it's like I can't say what's right or wrong. I don't know what you feel. Yeah, and that's why no one can tell me what it's like to be Latera. Yeah. <laughs> no one can tell you yeah. what it's like to be OC and yeah. in your mind and your experiences. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, um, you know, and I, 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 I use the, the parallels of just being a, a, a you know, a black person um, with basically any other like marginalized issue, and that there's so many parallels in that, like. Right. Unfortunately, if you're outside of that community, you it. I think it's unfortunate when people learn about a community through the most controversial events mm. in that community. So it's like, oh, I'm finally learning about like um, black history. Let's say you're a white person, but like you're you're learning about it through the lens of struggle and only struggle. You're not mm. learning about, you know, some of the good things and, right. or just some of the, 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 it, it's just, it's just, it, and, and it's, you know, probably worse than like what is through who. So I mean, Fox, CNN, fucking <laughs> right. whatever, you know? So, so, and, and I, like we talked briefly about this, um, you know, as we were setting this up and I think um, some of the biggest issues, like I was telling you, like the first national campaign that I really saw about body image. Like you, you probably remember this. Remember like those like dove commercials, like early 2010s and they just had like women of different sizes. And yeah. I'm in advertising. So yeah. Serena's <laughs> <laughs> like, I shot that shit. No, on the, no, I didn't. I'm on the, I'm the, I'm on the animation and visual effects side of things. <laughs> yeah, no. So, right. So, you know, and like you, you know what's going on, but like it's, um, you know, I was telling you, I was like, damn, like, like, it's a double-edged sword because, I mean, who else would be able to start a national conversation outside of corporations and government, but then at the same time, they're not the right people to start it. Right. You know, so, um, you know, I, I don't know if, like, through what you've experienced in terms of, like, what you've learned and then, like, 
comparing it to what you thought you know through learning it from these like these you know uh, massive mod media uh, conglomerates that like fed it to you a certain way and like what you actually learned like did, did you have a process where you're like damn like I was kind of off about that or this is different than I thought hmm. I, I think it's different it's a little different than I thought right mm -hmm. so it makes me super happy to see right yeah. um, and that there's this conversation open about body positivity but then some people take that and they're like well um, maybe they're pr promoting like that obesity is okay mm. right or but I think the thing that might be missing in it is there's a lot of other bodies kind of like what we were talking about with Sabrina where it's like if you've been through surgery or have some um, you know reconstructive surgery things like that where like they still don't go all the way mm. you know and so I think my thing too and I'm a Gemini I don't want to bring up astrology but I am <laughs> for those who want were wondering um, <laughs> but I can always kind of see both sides because yeah. I'd rather there be the ads for body positivity um, than not mm. and I, I still want more. How about mm. that? And I still commend Dove for what they've done. I want more companies to, to go there. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to stop with, um, with where they've stopped. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where I feel like um, there's still a lot more to go, like even within this conversation for corporate America to, to go on to because when you think about it, um, there actually isn't a lot of other groups that are doing that too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, or other brands that are, um, as far as like clothing companies. Yes. And I will say too, um, I just watched like on YouTube, you can watch any kind of fashion shows. Um, and a lot of the newer like fashion shows, I think it was Valentino or something that we were watching, like where they walk the runway, they had plus size models, which is like so like fashion week, mm. walk, rock the runway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there barely used to be people of color. And so the fact that now they've even started to size clothes differently, it really like showed that some areas in fashion are getting there. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. um, I, I still think that there's a way to go. But the other thing I wanted to say about this is I think when you are watching any type of commercial or ad or listening to an ad, the authenticity comes across if it's real. You know, I felt like the, the Dove ads when I saw it was like, oh, I like that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Versus, remember they had those Pepsi ads with like Kylie Jenner, and it was like, we're oh, gonna Kendall, stop Kendall, the Kendall yeah. Jenner. Uh, you know, no worries. Um, I, I don't know, um, but everyone was, everyone saw how, what's the word, contrived? It was. Everyone could see that it wasn't real. It was kind of like, yeah. really? Oh, you're supposed to help yeah. be the bridge between the cops and yeah. and the rest of us, really? It's definitely an advert. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes exactly. Well, Sabrina, I want to like kind of ask you, too, because I feel like there's certain similarities in that um, for people who are, you know, privileged enough to be 
totally like outside of uh, cancer in terms of like through a personal t- connection, whether it's mm. they don't have it and no one they know has it. And, and I think of like these things that are done for it. Like I think the month of um, October, maybe. He has Oct- breast cancer. Yeah, yeah, October. Yeah, it's like the NFL. Like everyone wears like a pink uh, ribbon on their, their jersey. Mm-hmm. And there's like, and then like, you know, there's like shirts where people wear I like. I just want to know how this all gets back to sex. No, no, because it's, it's, it <laughs> is about sex. it's important. Sex. Yeah, no, okay, it's Okay, I just want to make yeah. sure we're going on the same Yeah, page. no. Because <laughs> I, think, I think before even getting to sex, understanding like body image generally, like that's going to, that's going to impact like. I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm what you think about yourself generally mm-hmm. is definitely going to impact what you think of yourself sexually. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? absolutely. And your right. sex life. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I feel like um, one of the reasons why I love sex so much and it, the act, we can have a whole like two or three hour conversation about that, but... It's one of those what subjects time is that it? you right, exactly. <laughs> we we um, got time. <laughs> uh, it's it's just one of those topics that it's never ending, and so to me, the not knowing is the exciting part for me. Yeah, it that was the thing that wanted me to like. Oh, I don't know a lot about BDSM and having uh, being in a dominant submissive type relationship and how that works. How it works. Right, uh, Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey gives one ver- version of that, but there's like actual rules, and I learned so much about it that I didn't even know, um, and it actually really informed me. Saying, "Hmm, I thought that that was I thought I think it's hot and sexy, but I also don't feel like I have a partner that I trust mm. enough to do some of those things Ooh. with." Mm. And so it Speaking that was of one of the trust. things that it was kind of like. Oh, yeah, you can have someone spank you or do any of those types of things or go way deeper if you want. There's, like, obviously levels to that whole dynamic. But it was one of those areas where I felt like, oh, I'm interested in that. And then once I started to learn more, I was like, ooh, I need to learn more. I I think I thought enough, but I don't. And, And I wanted to experience this, but now I know I don't know enough and I'm not ready yeah. until I find someone that I think I can trust. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, this is the perfect segue because this is so much. I think of what for me, um, is like, look, vulnerability. You gotta mm. be, if you're coming from a place of insecurity or body image change or whatever it is, I feel like the partner that you're with, you need to trust, you need to have, be okay to be totally vulnerable with. Right. And you need a, like, it's an opportunity for you both to grow and, like, have that experience together. That is also part of the reason why I haven't had sex in a while. Is <laughs> because you just wait. I, 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 I really need to kind of... Like, put all the it's like Brene Brown. I'm Brene Browning this shit. You gotta put the shame yeah. to the aside. Yeah. You gotta put the shame aside, and you gotta you know kind of like get into your body, and you know the yeah. vulnerability 
is actually quite huge, I think, in the whole sexual exploration situation. I mean, if I am... um, If not the whole catalyst, to be quite honest. No, but, but, I mean, I I think what you said is is so important, and I'll just leave it at this, because I'm... You should probably talk on this, but um, I, I think, yeah, I think <laughs> a lot of what you're saying, there is an assumption that, um, and it's the right assumption to have, that sex is this experience with the other person that you're having it with, but there's so many of us have to unlearn it as a thing that like you achieve, mm. that you get out of a person, mm. right? Like, like, yes. like you, you, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and by so many of us, probably mostly men, probably not probably, but right. like it it. Women have competitions for sex too, though. Yeah, amongst friends. Yeah, I, I think. It oh, absolutely. Happen. But yeah. I mean, I I, I jokingly, actually, not really jokingly at all. I like all my you know <laughs> heterosexual female friends. I'll just be like, damn, like. And even my even my gay my gay male friends, just anyone anyone who's attracted to men, I'm just like, damn, I'm sorry for you, bro. <laughs> you know, because right. and I've I've said this to you before, but like, because I I think women have been forced to do the work to develop, not develop, I, I, to to be aware of who they are as like individuals. Like when I when I spend time with. All and that women. takes that takes maturity and that takes yeah. time. It takes a lot of work too. You right. gotta work on yourself. Yeah. Exactly. But but when I when I spend like time, we're not just like slam pieces anymore from college. You know <laughs> we like have souls and we have ambitions and, and yeah. needs and visions and desires yeah. for yeah. life. Well, no, because I mean <laughs> I, it's it's I'll 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 say that like when I spend time with with you know all the women in my life, there's something about them individually that is so particular and unique. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us as men, there's an idea of like the right man we're supposed to be. Really? Absolutely. And I'm not saying that women don't have that. Like I, I know that there's these pressures to be a mother, to be this type of woman or, or feminine and all this shit. But like with men, it's it's this I you know it's, it, not it's to be so those. narrow. It's just, we want those. Yeah. Like those are yeah. there's no pressure to be any of those things. It's just a lot of us want that. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, just they're just desires. They're not like gotcha. societal. I mean, for some people they are, but for I think most people like, some of those are just desires, like just basic desires. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I say all that just because I. Like, <laughs> I know your no, point. Com- on, no, coming from. I this... know your point on fucking committing kids. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Kids. He's like uh, yeah. on the other side of the school. I'm not the biggest fan. <laughs> We could talk about that too. Yeah, I, no, we we I will. struggle with it. <laughs> we will. I have excellent points. At this point, I could write a fucking constitution. As to okay, like, let's get back to <laughs> sex and yeah, body. Yeah, sex yeah, and yeah. body. Yeah, no, I know, I know. No, <laughs> long story podcast. short. Long story short. No, you're right. She's a producer. She keeps Sorry. me on track. <laughs> okay, so an update to the listeners. Job interview is going pretty well. Um, I would give her like a... Probably like a seven out of ten so far. There's definitely an opportunity to increase that. But no, I mean you're absolutely right. Like, like I say all that just because I, in my again like preparing for this, I realized, 
and I don't know if fortunate is the right word, but I realized, I guess, how fortunate I have been to not really think about a lot of this stuff because I felt like, oh, well, like, society, like, understands where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, as a straight guy, I just want to fuck women. What? That, that's literally life. Like, that, that's, like, everything. That's, like, every we movie. we know that. Yeah. That's, that's every movie. That's every, yeah. ma- that's, like, every, like, Shakespearean story. Some guy's trying to fuck a girl. Like, like my story has been written a billion fucking times. But, like, then learning about all the, you know, all these people's perspectives and stories that, like, have not been written, have not been embraced. Mm. And, you know. Yeah, you don't see our fucking shit in movies. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, and if we do, it's it's portrayed in like the most dramatic, fucking unrelatable way, or a joke, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know, depending. You know, yeah. I could I could think of one like um, in the road trip movie, the skinniest guy in the movie got with like the big black girl at the college that they went to, which is something you would like anyway. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> um, and. I remember being I like, types. I feel like I was like mortified <laughs> when I saw it the first time, but then I was like, he actually loved her, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> wait, what road trip movie? Road trip. It's a, it's like a college guys like end up in a in a bus. Oh yeah, a, wait, wait, yeah, like uh, Breckenmeyer yeah. and a yes. couple of other uh, fools yeah. are in it. I'm the worst um, like pop culture person, so don't yeah. ask me about that stuff. <laughs> but if you see it, there is a scene where the super skinny, you know, typical, and you yeah. know, I love nerds, so I'm not saying this in a negative way. Nerdy guy she in, does. in their group yeah. got with like a big black girl from about. the college. He like he they, like looks like a worm kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> looks okay. like a worm. Uh, and. <laughs> I don't know. Like when I was younger, I was really like, but even now I'm just like, yeah, that was good. I like that. I like when, um, I like breaking norms of shit. You know, I I do want to go back to what you were talking about though, because I think it's really important to kind of say like from a male's perspective, right? Sex has been very like, like you said, uh, something you achieve something you get, like, you know, maybe more numbers on your belt or notches. I don't know what they call it now. Who knows what you kids are calling it now. Anyways, uh, the more partners you get, the more, like, status you have. And I think that there's, like, such this emphasis on orgasm and numbers and all of that stuff. And it's, like, really takes the enjoyment of just being naked and loving on someone, someone loving on yeah. you uh, out like of a more it, authentic you know? experience. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I have to say like, I mean, both Sabrina and I are, I'm 44. You said you were 43. Yeah. Like, Time for we, next month. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'll be 45 in June. Uh, 19th, 17th, 19th, 16th, Wait, 19th, seven, 19th. Yeah. I was first at the right time. Forget the 17 and 16. <laughs> You live on 19, so that's easy. Boom. No, no, I Shaka remember Laga. that because I, that she's special. I am special. Yeah. I'm special. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I think there's this push for, and I think it's changed a lot. Like, I think women are a lot more open about maybe what gets them off or 
you know, more open about what they need than before. And I, what I really great. want for men is to not feel as like, I gotta get there, you know, I gotta get there. I gotta like make, a bigger I dialogue around come. sex for them. Like, well, it's not just like getting pussy. It's about, it's about more of the, like, it's more about the connection, right? It's I want to respond to that though, in that the, and also the oral game. We just want to put that out there. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> we should talk about that. Yeah. We can have a whole yeah. two hour about that. No, too. but but with me, <laughs> and, a little bit and, more. And I'll I'll just I'll just say this because I think that going back to us talking about a lot of us experiencing this through the most controversial or attention grabbing things. Right. A lot of male expression has been directly associated with like male expression is being is expressing the most extreme feminine aspects of yourself in that in the sense that like like that all you ever see it is the absolute opposite so like you'll you'll you know there might be a tv show or multiple shows with like um, a very feminine uh gay man Mm -hmm. and so then so many uh guys are watching that going like oh like well you know that's what they want us to be or blah 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 and that like obviously part of the issue with this conversation is not realizing there's like a spectrum on everything right but (laughs) like like it's the, the the it's just the the again it's the, the fucked up part about a lot of this stuff is that the introduction to a lot of these concepts is like towards the absolute opposite of what you understand or what you know. And like you're not able to like understand that there's a spectrum of all this stuff, you know? Right. So, but w- with men though, I mean. I mean, look, I think, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but I think do. at please the end do. of the day, like everyone's seeking connection. And, and I don't say everyone. I mean, I think most people that I've run into, like at the end of the day, I think, you know, we, we're all here dating to find someone that we really can, like someone who really understands you and can mm-hmm. see you as a person and like hear you and not just be like this trophy husband or wife or have this like traditional sex and this and that it's like look we we're all from a day and age like technology's growing you know the the world is progressing in so many ways like good and bad and i think sex and sexuality in humans is is has to grow with that as well mm-hmm. and i i'm so happy when i see these bathrooms now that have like the the boys into girls. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and those are these are just little tiny steps for humanity to start to feel more integrated and more equal. And so how like how else can we create that in the bedroom for people? How else can we create that in uh dating aspects for people? How else could like we get to, this is a time that we get to all speak for ourselves, you know, and it's not just on massive platforms. I'm not saying any, but <laughs> this is, you know, we, this is an exploratory time for all of us. And I think 
a lot of the traditional ways are going by the wayside a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's like this younger millennial generation is coming in and and teaching us a lot about expectation. Gen mm. Gen Z represent. <laughs> <laughs> right? Saying, well, and I I think the reason like can we all just like relax a little bit more about sex? Like can we just not it's just not taboo. Can we talk about it? Well, can okay. we just talk about it? Oh, can we talk about our balls and our vaginas Absolutely. and our titties and well, our nipples? And can we say nipple? Am I going to get censored right like now? It. No. <laughs> nipple, nipple, nipple. But, no, I, because I, I wanted to say to you, like, um, what, like, made me go, like, oh, man. Like, as I kept, like, learning more stuff about this and. and, and yeah, she's a wealth of knowledge. No, like, really, like, like preparing, preparing for the op- episode and everything, I, like, like, I, I kind of got, like, more and more, like. I, I don't know, but but I realized that so much of what is being asked for, there's like a fundamental level of awareness and compassion and empathy and understanding and willingness to be wrong to understand this topic. Then mm. like fuck, like our pe- like is our do our culture does our culture have those fundamental like characteristics to be able to understand this fun like this specific yeah. thing can we ask questions <laughs> that's what I'm i asking. feel like no, that's yeah. no that's but i feel I'm, like like in a sexual situation when a man and a woman get together can we be so evolved now where we're like in the moment and passionate it's like right. and like in that bit where you're just like okay can we just take a breath for a second and like is this can we can we be mindful and yeah. aware enough to have those conversations before some like gnarly shit yeah. could happen. But my, my like you know fear, mm-hmm. my fear though, is that like, do you have that willingness to be vulnerable and say, I don't know, or I might not understand in general, just right. in like your everyday life and other situations and not just the bedroom. Like, so you kind of have to have that as like a characteristic. I think so right. too. I, I've always been the type of person that like, I always want to feel like I don't know enough (laughs) and I'm constantly learning. That's why I was saying being in learning about sex to me was kind of like this journey that I felt like was never going to end. There was always going to be more that I could learn about what I like or want um, and just sex in general, like sex in other countries, maybe what animals are doing, you know, I don't know, like not, not doing animals, just what animals <laughs> might be doing. There's a lot of science around this stuff too. And, ain't, 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 ain't nothing but man, like do on the discovery channel. He probably doesn't know that song. I do. And I, do? I saw it on fucking... <laughs> YouTube. You just turned 25. <laughs> like last weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy anyway. birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, well, and I think sorry. there's a lot to be... How about this? I think um, there's a lot to learn at any age. You know what I mean? I think that that's where... We should constantly be growing. Yeah. As, and as people, as individuals and as societies. Or even... Um, one of the things I really wanted to do when I started volunteering was to talk to kids more about sex, but obviously there's not even a lot of schools that are able to teach sex education because parents don't want their kids learning about that, right? Yeah. Oh, hell and no. 
there's a way. My Catholic parents never had that conversation with me. I'll yeah, tell you that family. much. No. <laughs> like never. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh wow. Like you know. Never. I, I went to Catholic <laughs> school too, but our school had a whole like when you got into sixth grade, sixth, seventh, eighth, it was like family I mean, life and how to how to yeah, have a family. No. I learned and, a lot of shit through porn. Yeah. I mean, we had a few videos <laughs> of yeah. like we had a few videos. See, but that the, was it at school. That was it. The, like my this parents. Is the biggest lack. <laughs> yeah. Javier and Carmela never said it. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him a shout out. I just called you guys out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, what do they call it? Their generation, like birds and the bees or some shit. Yeah, talk about the birds and the bees. Why? How did that? What? What is that? Everyone fucks. What's special about the birds and the bees? <laughs> I don't know why they called it that. You want to know why? Because. They, it, I think there was this video about. Um, Let uh, me tell you the, about the, the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. Seriously, there was like I think there was like a video or like a song about the whole thing, and it was because I mean, can you imagine back then? It was even we think that we have issues talking about sex now. It was like you couldn't even think about sex. Yeah, we got to re-up that shit like now. This is well, like the generation yeah. for us to change our relationship with yeah. sex. And I'm also just going to say this now, and with death. But right. that's a oh, whole different yeah. conversation. Yeah, we go there. Well, and I think what we've really proven here today a million times is there is, this is the tip... <laughs> The tip of the, Just the iceberg. Tip. Um, <laughs> just the tip. Uh, uh, yes. This is just the tip that is an of the penis of sex <laughs> education conversation. Yeah. Seriously, because I, I do yeah. think this is one of those things that like you just can't get to the end. Yeah. And that's basically it. <laughs> Thank you. This is LaTerra McDaniels, Sabrina. Elizondo. Oh, you said it right. The How Lord did you say it wrong? So many people. Anyway, anyway, that's unfortunate. Um, thank you guys. This is a song called Life, and we're out.